Hey, Joel here. It's Dining Around. We're eating and drinking across the nation and, of course, around the world. But oftentimes we get to visit with people who have long-standing relationships here in the San Francisco Bay Area. And I'm thrilled today to be joined by an individual who is part of a multi-generational winemaking and agricultural family located in, well, in the Napa Valley. He is Mark Mundavi and he's third generation. Mark, thank you so much for joining me today on Dining Around. Thank you, it's a pleasure. <laughs> I'm thrilled. It's now, a absolutely gorgeous day in San Francisco. It absolutely is. We uh, just had an amazing lunch at a place called the Cliff House. For those of you who don't know it, it's a Wonderful restaurant located right on the coast of San Francisco and uh, full of seafood and fresh things. And part of it is in celebration of the new CK Mandavi branding. That is correct. Yes, we're uh, introducing a new label uh, that will be hitting the market June, July mm -hmm. and look forward to it. So listen, let's talk about CK Mandavi. Tell us about the brand. Tell us about the wine expressions that you've brought to the marketplace. Well, C.K. Mandavi was a brand started by my grandfather in 1946, and uh, it's a long story, but it was a necessity at the time, and it literally saved the family company, and now it's become a big part of our family business. So C.K. refers to then Cesare. It's it's an abbreviation of Charles Krug. Of Charles Krug, yeah. sorry. I, I got the two mixed up because uh, I was my like... My grandfather's well, name was Cesare Mandavi, Mm -hmm. But Charles Krug, who was the founder of Charles Krug Winery and really the umbrella of our business, mm -hmm. uh, owns C.K. Mandavi. And my grandfather just, you know, I don't know. I wasn't around at that time. <laughs> you didn't have to He be came around. up with C.K.? Okay. Brilliant. Well, so what, uh, what varietals are you bringing out in the marketplace? Because I know that it's changed over time, certainly way back. Well, we do. Uh, we have, I think it is nine varietals. Okay. We have, you know, the King and Queen, Chardonnay, Cabernet. We have Sauvignon Blanc, Pinot Grigio, Zinfandel. We have a red blend, mm -hmm. which is... Uh, a Bordeaux blend of all five of the main Bordeaux red varieties. Okay. Um, now we you have Merlot, Pinot Noir. Mm -hmm. No, excuse me, not Pinot Noir. You mentioned, though, that Cabernet and Chardonnay are, are the kings. Are they still the kings of, of what you sell within the CK portfolio? They are. They okay. are. Yeah. And I, I don't see Cabernet and Chardonnay falling off the pedestal anytime soon mm -hmm. um yeah you know pinot gris is gaining momentum in in the marketplace but it's still a long ways from knocking off chardonnay as queen of the mm -hmm. white varieties well and i think with with social media and with current culture sometimes we look at things and we're like oh look it's pinot grigio from ramona in the i don't know the real housewives of new york but those always seem to me to be a blip in one direction or the other they don't have that mainstay that will hold focus over time right well pinot gris i think is is certainly a varietal that's here to stay mm -hmm. you know white zin is on the wane it it peaked it was very important in the industry but it's it's declining now chenin blanc mm -hmm. 25 years ago chenin blanc was the hottest thing going mm -hmm. 
you don't even see Chenin Blanc anymore. Hardly. That's a good point. Now, was that was though a varietal that was produced in California at a significant right. level, wasn't it? Merlot. Mm -hmm. Merlot was hot 15, 20 years ago. You know, the 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 simple movie Sideways, mm -hmm. you know, created the demise. I mean, Merlot still, it's an important variety, but it's declining. Mm -hmm. Pinot Noir went from nowhere mm -hmm. to everywhere. Well, and I think it's so interesting you say that because uh, oftentimes I think of a varietal and I think of the longevity, like a Cabernet Sauvignon. But, I mean, you mentioned with the movie Sideways and other media and that sort of thing. The fact is that Pinot Noir, in my understanding, is more difficult to make. It is is has a different kind of expression than some of the other wines, and it's interesting to me that they get it gets embraced so heartily. Well, Pinot Noir is is a delicate variety. Okay, it's modestly difficult to grow. It's difficult to make, and I, I'm talking about you know top quality Pinot mm -hmm. Noirs. It's a difficult grape. Cabernet is a very hearty grape. It's easy to grow. It's almost bulletproof. Okay, it's weatherproof. Mm -hmm. it's, uh, obviously, you can get too much weather. Right. But, you know, for all practical purposes, compared to other varieties, Cabernet's bulletproof. Mm -hmm. I love growing it, you know, because you got to work. <laughs> to goof up Cabernet, you know, there's a Pinot Noir. You don't have to work to goof it up. It well, it will goof itself up. Well, and we as amateur inophiles don't always think about that growing process as well. But now you grow Cabernet Sauvignon in the Napa Valley, yes? Correct. But you grow it in other regions as we well. Do. We okay. do. We have Cabernet in Yolo County. Uh, we grow Cab in Low Dyer. We source Cab from growers for our CK Mandavi mm -hmm. in Lodi. When you talk about the difference between growing and sourcing, I mean, it's my impression that a winery such as yours with longevity, you would have long-term contracts with individuals or, or long-term relationships with individual growers, do you not? We do. We do. The oldest goes back to 1948. Wow. And uh, our grape source from that family is always been based on a handshake mm -hmm. so uh people try and steal them away from us because <laughs> they grow great great fruit mm -hmm. but you know there's a relationship there that is it's difficult to break so i'm third generation in our family and i'm dealing with third generation in their family mm -hmm. and well, it's fun and when i think of a label or a brand um I think of that as well. I mean, something that has longevity over time, certainly the Charles Krug Winery and C.K. Mandavi, but really knowing that there are those relationships that last, you know that there's quality over time. There is. Mm -hmm. There is. They understand us. We understand them. They know what we expect, what we want, and they're very good to work with. Mm -hmm. um, you know, you not everybody, as you well know, is good to work with right you know some people have different opinions and different <laughs> ethics and uh, so we search out you know families that you know they believe in a long-term relationship do you as a family continue to to add relationships or add vineyards to we the do. portfolio we do we okay. do as we grow 
we need to add grapes. So what we do is we go to our uh, current portfolio of growers because most of them have been with us for 15, 20 years and longer. Mm-hmm. And we simply ask them, you know, do you have any more fruit? Do you have any more land you can plant? And if they don't, do you recommend somebody? Because mm-hmm. they've been with our family for so long. They understand what we in- expect, you know, what we want. And so they steer us to good people. Mm-hmm. And it's, you know, well, we've and never with, had a problem. And with business and with working with other people's families, it matters year after year because sometimes there's there's a little more fruit than there is the need for for grapes or sorry there there's a little more fruit than there is there's need <laughs> need to buy it right yes, that's what yes, i'm getting yes. at we always support them mm-hmm. you know thick thin right you know we consider it a marriage and you know so if there's more fruit than we actually need we bear it and we go i i can't say that mm-hmm. for most of the buyers right. you know they'll they'll do a contract with a specific tonnage amount and if you exceed it that's your problem right (laughs) we don't want it we don't have to take it Mm -hmm. you deal with it but uh with our portfolio of growers we we have a close working relationship and you know one year it's going to be a little long the next year is going to be a little short right we look at it the long term you know we take the longs and help out the shorts and but that's that's how you you build a brand, and that's how you build a following. Certainly, with the consumer themselves. That's, I mean, we think that's about agri- that year after year. Agriculture. Mm-hmm. I always tell people, we're farmers. There's too much of everything. It's too cold. Mm-hmm. It's too hot. It's too dry. It's too wet. It's mm-hmm. too windy. It's always too something. But you know what? We're farmers. You just got to understand that's. That's the way it is. Is there or are there any secrets or notes that you could say to to coax the best fruit out of a vineyard? Oh, sure. You know. Uh, Can you tell w- me? Water management is certainly a key issue. Uh, you know, you don't want too much and you don't want too little. But today we have a lot of science and we have neutron probes scattered throughout our vineyard i mean hundreds of them and those probes monitor the moisture down to six feet and so we can see when the soil profile is being depleted of moisture and then we also evaluate the vines you there's instruments that will tell you if the vines are taking up enough moisture to satisfy them Mm -hmm. and so you look at the combination of soil vine uptake and that will determine you know what you need to irrigate and how much Mm -hmm. and i can tell you when i was young and in this industry there was no science you looked at your vines and said i think it needs more water well what we found with science we were 30, 40 years ago, we were over irrigating probably by 50%. Really? Yes. Yes. And now we can manage it very finely and very accurately. And 
the bottom line is you get better fruit. Right. Yeah. And with better fruit, of course, comes better wine. Better wine. Yeah. Yeah. And that's what we want. I mean, as the quality increases, we love it more and more. You're right. I mean, fruit is the mother of this industry. I cannot make a silk purse out of a sow's ear. So I need to start with good fruit to make good or great wine. Mm-hmm. You know, you, you just can't start with mediocre, poor quality fruit and make a great wine. It just won't happen. Right. How about, the question I always wonder is, consistency year over year. I'm assuming that the vineyards that you use are the same vineyards each year for CK Mandabi generally. Yep. Uh, but as far as keeping a relatively similar flavor profile or profile of the wine, is that difficult? Is that easy because of the vineyards or is there Well, we're insight? blessed. In California, we get pretty consistent good weather. You know, in Oregon and other areas, they get rain during the summer. We don't deal with that. We don't have that problem. I mean, yes, we'll get an occasional shower. A shower is not going to bother us. Um, you know, in Oregon, you can get a summer rain of one to two inches, mm-hmm. and that makes growing top quality fruit difficult. Now, that being said, when Oregon has good growing years, which they do, you know, they make some great Pinot Noirs. That's true. Yeah. You know, but conversely, you know, every third, fourth, fifth year, they get a difficult growing season, and it's difficult for them to make a great wine. We're blessed in California. We're the state of sunshine, and so we don't get those, mm-hmm. you know, oh, yeah, you can always, we're farmers, you know, there's there's always... <laughs> One year that's a little better than another year, Mm -hmm. but you live with it, you deal with it. We just don't get the big variations. Right. Bordeaux, you know, Italy, Mm. when they have a tough year, man, it rains off and on all summer. Or crazy amounts of hail. Yeah. Mm. We don't get that. Mm Mm-hmm. Yes, we're all going to knock on wood right now. Just, gonna, just <laughs> we have the whole growing season ahead of us. Yes, we absolutely do. Uh, Mark, I know we've been talking a little bit about, about C.K. Mandavi, but I understand that you can come up and visit Charles Krug Winery. You have tasting Correct. programs, do you we not? We do. We do. We have a beautiful tasting room. We, we built it in our historic building, and we completed it about three or four years ago. Uh, it's absolutely gorgeous. It's spacious. It's comfortable. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's inviting. So anybody that wants to come up, please come up. Fantastic. Right. And we can wander around your gardens, can we absolutely. not? Absolutely. Okay, that's good. Because I like that idea. We're partnered with Culinary Institute. They have a two-acre garden and... Mm-hmm. Uh, most of the vegetables and fruits go to the Culinary Institute for their education program. Mm-hmm. But we're blessed because they give us plenty of veggies and fruit every week. 
Well, I promise not to raccoon too much when I'm there. <laughs> like, I, I, won't, I won't be rummaging through the garden. Mark, right. thank you so much for being a part of the show today. Thank you. It's I, a pleasure. I really appreciate it. Mark Mondavi, third generation. Now, wait, you have you have a couple of daughters. Are they going four to be- daughters. Four, da- four daughters. Not a couple. Four daughter, daughters. Are they entering the wine industry? Have they entered the wine industry as well? Is this something you they foresee? Are. Uh, uh, two of them work for the family. The youngest one is- working outside of the family we're a mean family in order to work for the family you must work outside of the family for a few years just to i think that's a smart family it is it's smart and the oldest daughter is a winemaker and she's got a consulting business and doing very well she'll be part of the family here in a few years i'm not sure when but you know she's having fun doing well loves it so ah you know well she's much young. much much success again mark mandavi third generation the fourth generation as mark mentioned two are in the business and more coming and of course there are other family members as well the winery is Charles Krug Winery. And, of course, we're talking about C.K. Mandavi. It's ckmandavi.com. You can visit the tasting room in St. Helena. It's across uh, from the CIA, which is the Culinary Institute of America. 19, sorry, 1861 is when it was founded. And it's one of those places that has such incredible history in the valley. And I think that that's a really important part of it. History that is multi-generational, uh, swaths of land that are really a part of the ongoing farming process because, of course, Napa and California, winemaking and viticulture is so incredibly important. Check them out. You can visit them, ckmandaviwines.com. Sorry, ckmandaviwines is their Twitter handle, ckmandavi.com. I'll pop up links on diningarounds.com, and I'll make sure you get to see more of it. Thanks so much. More food, wine, and travel next time.